We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome to the show. I'm your co-host, Dan Moyle. And I'm Remington Begg. So Remington, uh, on this episode, we, uh, I said at the end, I had a really good, like, metaphor. We open up the cupboard and peek into the, the pantry. Yeah. I'm post creative. I don't know where that came from. Uh, but we, we dive deep again into the personal side. Another therapy session. Man, <laughs> so much fun. Uh, what it's like being married to an entrepreneur with your wife and partner. Yeah. Rachel Bag. And I'll, I'll be honest, man, I, I kind of thought it, this would be like, like from the from the side of a spouse to an entrepreneur, but in reality, I learned a lot about Rachel. I feel like she's pretty entrepreneurial. Oh yeah, for sure. So like this was really interesting. What what did you think of this, man? Yeah. So you know what's what's interesting. So there's this whole underlying thing that um, that goes way back when. That was probably another episode about why we changed the name from Remington Graphics. But like, so I think people underestimate women in general in society right now. Um, I don't think that's what you did. But the, but in general, I think that one of the big areas here is like Rachel is very much a partner. So like when you say like, you know, what it's like being married to an entrepreneur, like I could answer that the same way that she does. <laughs> but, um, but in general, like, so she was really nice to me in this episode and <laughs> I was actually like, I was somewhat amazed. Like I thought it was going to get kind of crazy. Like I, I rolled up my sleeves for this. Um, but, but no, it, it, it came out really good. And you know what? Um, I love it because like we went through and we started talking about this. Rachel and I have intentionally talked about a lot of these things, working together, living and working together, um, you know, for a long time now, but, um, it's been a long time since we intentionally talked about it to anyone to be honest. So uh, I'm not kidding when it was a therapy session, but it was a, I loved that, um, you know, she, she's really my anchor. She like pulls me down, but um, I love that she brought across like thinking about additional paths, right? Like there's always, those are always those alternative routes. So she always impresses me every time she opens her mouth. So I'm, I'm excited to have her in, as my partner in crime. Absolutely. And I, and I like too, what we got out of the, as listeners are here, when you get, listen all the way to the end, because we talk about, um, your, you, each of your advice yeah, was really good. And, and I really love, you know, her, her whole idea of patience and grace and your idea of don't let the, the business compete with your relationship. Don't look at that as competition. Right. Yeah. Those are both really good. So yeah, awesome. I'm excited to open it up, man. Here we yeah. are. Season two, episode 13. What it's like being married to an entrepreneur. Cheers. Lord, lucky 13. Rachel, welcome to Wayfinding Growth. Uh, I'm glad to have you on board, and we can pick apart Remington a little bit. Oh, Remington's here too. Hey, Remington. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all that matters. Happy to be here. Awesome. So I'm excited to, to dive into this. So let's. I want to set the stage just a little bit as we get in, as, as we do to get into our discussion. Um, so Rachel Begg is our co-founder, our COO, who also happens to be married to the entrepreneur mm. on the other side of that equation. So you guys are married and business partners. How does, how does that work? Well, we weren't always business partners, but, uh, I whipped him in the shape. So yeah. Amen. She absolutely did. So which came first? Were you guys married before you decided to start the company? Married? No. Dating? Yes. Okay. 
So we were started dating in 2008 and then maybe six months later, I uh, whipped him into shape and decided to jump. With, I was jump in with both feet. I was putzing around uh, since, mm-hmm. since 2007, but it was like one of those things where um, she made me honest real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, are you both entrepreneurial then? Like, is that why this works? I think naturally I am. I'm good at telling people what to do and when to do it yeah. and when it needs to be done. Um, <laughs> and I'm very organized. So that's really, really beneficial for like doing the back end side of the, the company and the operation stuff. And for people like me. Got to keep him in line, keep him focused. Uh, Is that kind of what it's like being married to an entrepreneur? So so let's go into the relationship side of it. Is that kind of what it's like being married to an entrepreneur? You've got to guide him quite a bit, guide them. I think we guide each other. Okay. Good answer. Very Mm. nice answer. Very political. (laughs) So so kind of an opposite to track sort of thing? I would actually say we're pretty much on the same mindset. It's kind of, it's kind of. Go ahead. Yeah, she's just she's just like way more organized. Like I'm very much like like see it and go, and Rachel will like stop and ask questions first, um, but like not hold me back too. So that's fun. I look at alternative routes. There you go. Well, that's good. So getting from point A to point B the most logically and uh, efficiently. <laughs> Yeah, efficiently. Yeah. And Remington's got the creative abilities. All right. So, so really like good, op- in that sense, good opposite business partners, yeah. mm-hmm. but with the same goal in mind. So that's yes. cool. So, you know, I've, I've heard it said, you don't, you don't mix business with pleasure, right? So married, you don't, don't go into business with your relatives, right? But, but you two make it work. Do you work on that purposefully? Is it just that it's just that magically good? Like, how does this work? I think a little bit of both. Okay. Um, It depends. Whenever we get really busy in the business, we have to purposefully think about it and try and set time aside for ourselves and our family. Uh, But it's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that – I think when we – you know, we get a lot of times people are like, like I remember going to inbound, uh, oh, look, the impulse power couple or the the inbound power couple and – and stuff like that. And it was because like Rachel and I, you know, we started the, the company from scratch. And so we were, we were like giving ourselves like signals when we're at networking events and, you know, work in the room and, and that kind of thing way back when. And so, like, conquer for sure. Yeah. So really just kind of like uh, intentionally kind of slice the things. But I think one thing that really helps with this whole like, um, you know, business and pleasure, as you said, was we really, we've always had very defined roles. Like Rachel's always been like, I'm like, you know, what are you going to do? Or she tells me what I'm going to do or however we look at it. But like, it's always very defined. So it's not like a, who's going to do that kind of conversation, which I think is any partnership, not even uh, a marriage for that record or having a business partner. You need to have those defined roles. Mm -hmm. So clear communication expectations, setting up ahead of time. That's all important to that then. Yeah, for sure. Right on. I mean, and on the other side, I mean, it is magically that good. We work really, really well together. We communicate pretty well, but it isn't always like that. I mean, to be realistic. And when it's not like that, how do you separate the two? If you're having a tough day in the marriage, 
you know, you're not seeing eye to eye, whatever the case may be, or if the business is kind of like really stressing you out, how do you separate those two things? Hmm. Do you? <laughs> so I don't think you can ever actually separate them, but what we can do is like call a spade a spade. So like even today, you know, I said something to Rachel today. She, she asked how, you know, she asked how things were going and I'm like, you know, I said a day and I just kind of left it at that. Like, and she's like, you know, like, what about it? And I'm like, can't talk about it right now. Like, but I got stuff going on, you know what I mean? And, and so I think that, I think that's super, any relationship, any partnership needs that communication. And I think that's something Rachel and I just do authentically. Like we know a lot of people, we have a lot of friends that are like, oh, it just really pisses me off when they do that. And Rachel and I just know, like, cause we tell each other like, Hey, that kind of, that kind of didn't work for me. She beats me up a lot more though. Like borderline abusive. I'm just kidding. Well, and, and we also set meetings to actually talk about these things. 100%. Whether, whether it's during the day or even right after Remington gets home from work and, and I'm been with the baby all day or kid, whatever he is. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's good to let it off your chest, but at the same time, don't bring all the negatives home. You know, we, yeah we put time aside in our day to days and we'll talk about it and then we'll let it go. Yeah. How has, I mean, not every time, but <laughs> try. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. But there again, it sounds like anyway, being partners in business and in life altogether, like you're able to have those, those difficult discussions, yeah. um, call a spade a spade candor. Right. Is that, mm-hmm. do you, are, are your your impulse uh, core values the same as the beg core values? You're like pretty close. You be candor. Almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. How how I has had my mind a lot? So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's good. Um, <laughs> it sounds too like I mean like not that everything's perfect, but it sounds like there's a lot of respect between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- equality, respect, all that kind of stuff. It sounds like is at least purposeful maybe not always there but purposeful so that's awesome um how has having children a child uh impacted how all that works then like when you guys first got together and you were starting the company you're like this is great and all of a sudden a kid comes into the mix yeah changes it for both of you i would guess mm-hmm. so we, why don't I start with you rachel go ahead we were stuck in a really great groove and routine pre-children and it was I would go to work with him. It was smooth. Everything worked well. When I got pregnant and had a baby, it changed completely. So I'm blessed enough to be able to stay home and work during naps. Hence, right now, my kid is sleeping. Uh, And it's just completely different. You know, my priorities have changed just a little bit in my brain. It, it, I have to segregate time to be able to work and help run the company behind the scenes, at least doing legal and payroll and invoicing and all that. Um, and, and it's, you know, Remington and I used to spend every waking minute together for the first six years. And then we had a kid and now we're always, Semi apart, just like, like normal working go. families. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, it's it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. Now for me. And it, it was a it was a big shift too because you know Rachel running operations and really doing a lot of HR and like helping 
you know, manage the movement of the agency. It was like the coordination with the the team that we have and stuff like that was a lot of what Rachel did in house. But what was interesting is like a lot of this transition has happened um, very like pretty close to like our son Carter being born. So, you know, we went to this, we talk about distributed team on Wayfinding Growth all the time. Like we went to this distributed team where it, in the beginning it was a little weird because Rachel just wasn't around the office, but she's, you know, isn't around the office. And I'm sure that there's going to be outsiders that don't have kids like thinking like, Oh yeah, like that must be nice. She doesn't have to work. No, she has to work. Like she has to do like two jobs. Right. And then at the same time, she's, she's got to deal with me once I come home. Um, and what, you know, and I mean that personally and professionally, like she's just gotta like, she's just gotta deal with me coming off of the day and stuff like that. So it's a, it was a, a big shift, but, um, I think us, transitioning to remote at the same time actually worked out quite well. Hmm. And when you say transition, I mean, it was, it was a transition. It was weird. And it's weird me being isolated in a sense. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Remington, you said profession deal with, deal with you laughingly, uh, professionally (laughs) and personally, Uh you, do you, do you two talk about wearing a different hat? Like, like Rachel, do you say, hold on wife hat or COO hat? Is that part of the language or is it kind of natural for you two? Um, no, we, we just say, okay, let's talk serious or like, okay, let's talk business or let's go to lunch and actually talk about this. Like we have to talk this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk this out is a, a term we would use. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, so the, when I say the personal me, it's like, you know, coming home and making a mess and all that jazz. Right. But, um, I feel like I clean a little bit more these days, (laughs) but no, but like, you know, just in general, you know, coming in, like, we'll, like, we're all, we're gluds for punishment. Let's just put it that way. Like we are, um, we have a lot of the same core values, like we talked about. And then like right now we're, when Carter was born, we were, we were looking, or before Carter was born, we were looking at, at a house. And now we're essentially doing the same thing all over again when we said we would never do that again. Um, and so it's like, <laughs> you know, so like when I say we're glutton for punishment, there's a lot of personal stuff that you guys have to, that you have to talk about, that any family has to talk about. And so sometimes it's that, but it's like that backed up to also talking business um, because Rachel's partner. Right. Uh, might be kind of a dumb question, but it- – glad you're doing it all though like that oh 100 i wouldn't trade it for anything well and it's also nice knowing that the two roles that we have in the company we know and can trust each other to get the job done Mm -hmm. so i can handle all the legal all the you know sales tax and just the the taxes in general the paperwork um remington doesn't really ask about it because he knows it's going to get done and yeah. I know that he's going to manage those people and be able to get sales in and do what he does. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, some t- I've had a couple of people ask like how we work together and everything and bringing stuff home is tough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's tough whether you're remote or you're an in-house worker, like what I mean by bringing home or bringing stuff to work, like. And it, inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. And it, it's, what's mm-hmm. interesting is it's one of those things that I think people, you know, like back when I worked in the restaurant, they said, leave it at the fish. And there was like a fish on the front door when you open the door, right? Like you, you just got to like separate. And I think that there's something to that in one way, shape or form. But at the same time, like work is so much more integrated than it used to be just for anyone, whether you're an employee or whether, whether you're an owner. 
Um, and so, so one of the things that we've, that I think we do really well is like, like there are some days, like if you go back to when we were first in our relationship, if I sat in the driveway in my truck, Rachel would think something is wrong. And now it happens a lot. <laughs> like I'll come home, I'll come home and I'll just be in the truck in the driveway. And what I'm doing is I'm just like kind of woosah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like I'm pissed off at anybody. It's not like anybody was doing a bad job. It's just, I'm coming off of a high, literally back-to-back meetings all day. And then, and then I got to slow down enough to make it so that Carter and Rachel don't, you know, don't get a contact high. We'll just put it that way and get all wound up. Which happens. Yeah. Usually if I come home, Carter turns into like the Tasmanian devil, our son, he's three and a half. (laughs) Like if I come home and I'm wound up already one, but still (laughs) he picks picks that up. But, um, so that's something that's like real intentional is like, there's just sometimes where your, your partner, your significant other, whatever are going to need to be like, Hey, I just need a second. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's you. It just means that there's something, you know? And, and I think Rachel handles that really well. I have a lot of friends who like they're like that could never I could never do that I would die right. or something like that and that doesn't that's just not re- reality for us yeah Rachel's like I know who you're talking about yeah. <laughs> we also have different like levels of of energy in our personal life yep. so Remington I think he's frozen is he frozen no I'm back okay he's very very energetic very upbeat I'm kind of more on the zen and low key kind of kind of person and as far as a personality trait it it helps also so he gets me amped up whenever we need to be amped up and i calm him down whenever Bring me down to ground to be calmed down yeah right on head in the sky feet on the grounds right there you go so what um what course you being wayfinding growth we talk about navigation and and this is a journey uh what is a shipwreck that you have experienced as a couple, as partners, that you've learned something from. Interesting. I'm gonna let you answer this, Rachel. <laughs> um. So, as far as personal marriage-wise, it's hard to shut it off. Like mentally, on the weekends, it's constant working. So, as far as the shipwreck goes, I mean, it, it's very easy to get caught up in the work and then just keep working through the weekend. And then that's not good for a relationship in general. Um, and as far as the, the business side, it's easier to get pulled in emotionally and then you're both being affected by whatever's going on in the business emotionally. And then you're both just, you need a third party person to be able to talk to in a sense. Anything else to add, Rem? Yeah, so my 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 side is the the two people dealing with the same stuff, right? So like, you know, Dan, if you come home, your wife has had a different situation that day in almost every in almost every case, right? Because you guys are I, I say living living two lives, but I really mean like living two different days, I should say, is the better way of putting it. Where um and I might be wrong, so tell me to shut up if I am. But No, absolutely. Yeah. So then but a lot of times like with Rachel and I like it's funny because people are like, I just couldn't be around my significant other all day, every day, which is interesting. I don't <laughs> know what that means, but, um, but like when Rachel and I were working in the same office, we were really back to back and people were like, I don't know how you do that. But at the end of the day, we'd literally be like, how was your day? 
Mm-hmm. Like, because that's how plugged in we are and how intentional about, about our days. But the, the idea of like two different, like the emotional side of things is like, if something big happens at the company, positive or negative, we're both affected with both affected about it or from it. The, like the same way, like we might hit it from a different, a different point of view, but like we're both affected to it emotionally, right? Whether it's a, whether it's a win or a loss. And so sometimes like we can get, and we're pretty passionate people. So like sometimes that can get, those can be like shipwrecks, if you will, that we can, that we run into. And we have to be careful about that. Like sometimes it's like easy to just constantly talk about bad because you're paying attention to the stuff that isn't necessarily as um, productive, but at the, on the flip side, and Rachel does a really good job of like centering me. And I think we do this vice versa is like, she'll be like, yeah, but there's a lot of good going on right now. Remember all of that. Right. Um, it just comes back to communication, I think. But Absolutely. And, and a positive twist on, on shipwrecking is yeah. that it's easier to work through the issue because we already know what's going on with each other. It's true. That is absolutely true. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of good stuff out of what other people might see is – as difficult as a shipwreck you guys yeah. are pulling out. Yeah. That's hey, good. It's a great therapy session. <laughs> Every episode. Uh, how about a major win? <laughs> how about a major win that you can look back on Rachel and go, man, this is where we really killed it. I would say when we went from our little tiny office um, with just one employee or two employees, I can't remember how many <laughs> at the time I was caught up in the moment and moving to our previous office that we moved into, um, that was a major win because it was, we had gotten this huge account and it gave us the opportunity and chance to expand times three and hire times three. And from then on, we've been able to, you know, stay afloat. See what I did there? Um, (laughs) and, and that was a major win for me. Nice. That's awesome. That joke was a major win for me. No, um, the, I think for, so I'm, I'm really excited about where we are now, to be honest. Um, you know, we have, we have another baby on the way. We, um, we have just moved off. Like literally this is like, we're revisiting history, but like we have a, we have a, a newer office We're I think we're doing a lot of things intentionally, um, I say this go around, but like over the past couple of years, we've pivoted a lot towards going really heavy from a cultural point of view and like trying to focus on, on a lot of outside things. And I think that as an organization and, you know, Rachel and I personally and professionally have been focusing a lot on, on inbound thing or inbound <laughs> internal things, um, you know, especially, and a lot of that's happened like since Carter was born um, and where we had, it wasn't, any longer like Rachel and I like you'd be like oh you go out to eat every night yeah because because we're working every night and we're out late figuring you know getting stuff done and now so, leaving the office until eight o'clock and yeah. we decide to eat dinner at nine thirty. it's a lot of hard work but yeah. now now we're like doing things a little bit more intentional and I think that um in a lot of cases people try to rush that um you know and I know a lot of um I know a lot of working couples will say that work together or have tried to work together where one of them, um, one of them think that it should be a faster path than the other. 
Mm. And one of the things I love about Rachel is like, we, we both know and we're both on the same page about how much work something's going to take. Right. And I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. And um, I think a lot of times you might have someone go, Hey, I want to, I want to start a business with you. And mentally one person might be thinking it's going to be a couple years and it's not easy people like it's work. <laughs> and so that can be really stressful if you don't have a really strong personal relationship, but it's also something that's work every single day. Um, so I think a win is that the office impulse, the people are, are better than they've ever been. And I think over on the other side, like we're being intentional, Rachel and myself as leaders, but also as husband and wife are being intentional about what we want to see in the next one, three, five, ten 10 years too. Yeah. Um, and we haven't been able to do both of those at the same time for a pretty long time. That's cool. Awesome. This is, this is, this is really good. I'm learning a ton about both of you, but Sweet. also just like how to start a business. Um, Let's be honest. Rachel's the boss. I mean, that's really all. I mean, do. that's what it comes down to. <laughs> and that's probably good. Uh, so, so if you could be a wayfinder for someone else, Rachel, what navigational advice would you give to someone who is married to or in a relationship with an entrepreneur? Patience. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean that nicely, though. <laughs> I, I mean, know. well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, no, just understanding and patience that you are going to put in a lot of hours. You're going to have to put up with your spouse or significant other putting in a lot of hours, even if you aren't. Um, and that sometimes it's hard to turn off, especially when you're in the digital world. Um, it, it's hard to turn that off. So just understanding and patience, hang in there. You got this. Absolutely. Uh, Remington from the other side of it. Now, obviously Rachel's entrepreneurial as well. So I think that's what is a little bit different about this too. Yeah. Um, but as, as like quote unquote, the entrepreneur, mm. uh, what advice would you give to the significant other? So um, it's really hard to, it's really hard to maintain this like, this point of view, um, being in a relationship, you cannot look at the business. Um, you can't look like you're competing with the business as a significant other of an entrepreneur. Mm. It won't work. Um, because you know, like there's times where Rachel will say, um, like you're working a lot and I miss you. And, and it's, and it's like, I know I'm freaking tired. Right. Or, or vice versa. Like I'll say the same thing to her. Like I said to a couple of times this past week, can you stop working now? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but so you can still have those conversations, but the mindset shift that has to happen is um, like, we're striving for attention. And so Rachel said patience, but you know, we're striving for this attention. And I think a lot of times, especially if you start a relationship with someone that's an entrepreneur, like you're going to, you're not going to feel it, but you're also going to feel it. Um, you're going to feel it if you're going in on it with them as well, that um, if you have a mindset that you're competing with the other, like competing with the business for time or for attention, um, it's a losing battle on both sides. Hmm. Like it's not like being an entrepreneur shouldn't be, um, 
a singular reason for something like for me being an entrepreneur so that I can provide for, for my family for like, for like longevity. And then like the secondary side of it is, you know, my family, the employees, as we've talked about in previous episodes. So like, it's a, it's one of those things that it's really dangerous and it's really easy to find yourself getting caught up in. Um, And I think that the people that I know that have not been successful, I mean, the, the divorce rate and their entrepreneur rate, are probably about the same, like, you know what I mean? And I think it's because communication, but like the biggest thing is that mindset, like both sides cannot have that feeling of they're competing with the business for time, even though they are kind of, but you've got to make space, but you've got to also have that understanding. Yeah. To add on to that, it's easier said than done sometimes. A hundred percent it is. Yeah. We're, we're totally guilty of it ourselves. So yeah. it's, it's not like a, everything's magical over here. It's, it's, no, it's, it's all, me, always but... working. Yeah. 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 But it's, but it's also one of those things like Rachel and I talked about that super early and it was just one of those things like it, it's, it's there. It doesn't mean I like it, but it's, but it's like real life. Um, I think a lot of times you hear, you know, it's all the success porn you get on the internet of like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Now I have a Ferrari in a, in a 14 bedroom house. Like, <laughs> Ooh, like cool. that, that sounds great. Right. But at the same time, no one talks about the blood, sweat and tears that got it there or the 14 wives that it took in order to, you know, to be able to get there. And I think that um, if people really thought about that and thought about like, how do we go there together? Like Rachel and I are never like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Like it's always a we, and it's like a naturally a we. And so it's, um, it's one of those things that I just went on a rant, but um, yeah. You can't be trying to compete with the business because it's never going to work for the business or you personally. One of the things is going to have to go. Yeah. Don't compete and have patience with each other. And and it sounds like too, I'm going to throw this one in there, grace. Yeah. Right. Grace and communication. So awesome. Very man. Communication is the hard one because he, I mean, it's easy to set each other off whenever you're trying to get something done and and somebody says something and it's, you know, it's going to trigger you. So you just have to talk about it before those moments happen and or don't talk about it and have wait. have a, a code word or something that mm-hmm. you know lets the other one know that you know don't press any curious. more buttons yeah <laughs> this that sounds like a recent discussion no uh. <laughs> no it is though it's you know you're, you're all joking aside like all the time mm-hmm. you know it's not like we it's not like we're having communicate, you know, communication about this like once a month and that's the magic number. Like it's literally, it's never off. Like it's always like, this is how I feel, or I don't think we should talk about this right now. And it's just not taking that stuff personally, um, mm. you know, that really makes it successful. Yeah. But it is magical if it works. Absolutely. Awesome. Great time today. Thank you so much, both of you for uh, opening up the, uh, the cupboard a little bit there and letting us peek in. <laughs> No. <laughs> absolutely uh yeah the next episode we're talking about better faster stronger cheaper with doug davidoff so oh man that's gonna be a good one rachel rachel has heard those initials for a long time now <laughs> <laughs> well we can get that out there awesome thanks you guys appreciate the time today and uh again opening up yeah. impulse creative thanks for hanging out for rachel. having us thank you for listening if you like this episode please share it post it tweet it gram it email a friend Give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. 
And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.